Welcome to El Presidente, the diary of BNI presidents and launch directors for the Manchester South region, Chris Grimes and Dave Kelly. We give a true and honest insight into the global organisation that is BNI. This is an unofficial podcast delving into the amazing story of business owners supporting each other and helping them generate business. This podcast will give you an insight into how BNI changes people's lives daily, and it will also go into dispelling some of the myths that people are saying out there about the global organisation that is BNI. Tune in, get ready for the ride. Welcome. Welcome to episode one of El Presidente. Today we're going to delve into what is BNI and how it can help you. Dave, you've been a, a BNI president for a while now. Um, if someone came to you in the street and said, "What is BNI to you?" What would you say? That's an interesting question, Chris. I uh, am launching a group at the moment, and every week it's a it's an issue that I raise and ask people, and everybody always has a different answer. Um, all the answers are correct. Generally, someone will say it's a group of business owners that meet to generate business, they'll say it's a support network, they will say it's a way to bring business in for your company. Um, I tend to say BNI is an income generating stream for your business. Every business has several different income generating streams. And for me and my business and everybody else that I deal with within BNI, BNI is the largest income generating stream that I have within my business. Do you know what? It's, it's funny though, isn't it? As how some people don't don't see it as that, do they? They, they they see it as just going to networking, breakfast, having breakfast, meeting a bunch of business owners, but they don't see it as a revenue generator for their business. It's, it's interesting whenever I speak to anybody about potentially coming along to a meeting, generally people will want to ask lots of questions to find, try to find an objection for, for a reason for them not to need to come along. Um, and they tend to focus on the features of BNI rather than the benefits. Mm. So people will get hung up on the fact that it's a weekly meeting. And they don't know if they can commit the time. But the benefit of that is that you build the relationships and it's the relationships growing that helps you to generate business. Mm. Um, they'll get hung up on the fact that people pass contributions each week or over a certain period of time. They they should be looking to contribute to the group in a, in a, a variety of different ways. But the benefit of that is the accountability brings about all of the really, really good business that changes people's lives. Do you think that's the accountability that stops people? or stops people coming to BNI and stops people coming members. Because I, I have always found that when I, my BNI story was started when I came to your group and I saw the words BNI at the door and I nearly walked away and thought, do you know what, it's just not for me, BNI. And I think part of me was because I didn't really like that accountability essence. And I know we'll cover these subjects in uh, in further episodes, but... I think it's important to kind of tell our little BNI story, and that, that was mine. I came to your group, didn't really like BNI. Six o'clock in the morning at a golf club somewhere. Sorry if someone's got a BNI group at a golf club. We we actually are launching one in the golf club currently. Um, but I found that the ten o'clock groups were a little bit different. Um, I know there's BNI groups around the world that would meet in the morning, very very successful. And I think it's. I always tell the story. It's a little bit like going to your local pub or club. You've got five or six clubs in your in your city, or even more if you're obviously lucky. And you don't like every club in the in the city because they all have a different landlord, they have different promoters, they have different nights on. And you tend to gravitate towards one of the one of the nights and go there on a regular basis. It's no different with B and I. You go there for the people. I know when um, I I decided to start chats with you, we we built that culture around who we wanted in the room and who would drive that forward. And I always find that. A lot of people who come to our, my, our man and your chapters going, oh, I've visited BNI before and this, 
we, we find the vibe quite different. And it is different in every group, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think going back to your point about accountability, it's really interesting because certain people will get it straight away and they'll see that the accountability will bring them business over a period of time and they love that. And the, the reason that they apply the first time that they visit the chapter is because they see that accountability and they do not get that from any of the networking activity that they do. No. I think there's other people that may see it as a negative at first and at some point will come round to it once they build the relationships, as you're saying. And then obviously there's some people that will will never come round to it and they're just hunters and they want to attend lots and lots of events, meet lots and lots of new people and just take the chance that every now and then they'll do some business, which is fine. It's, you know, certain people have different ways that they like to do business. Um, but I think the accountability for, for serious business people, they'll see that as as a positive. Yeah, because the, the greatest thing about being is it's full of business owners, but also the hardest thing about being a president is it's full of business owners because they all went in business because they don't really like being told what to do, yet we're trying to make them accountable, not telling them what to do because that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't tell them what to do. We guide them in the way and we give them a, a structure which is proven across the world to be successful. So for those of you who know, don't know, um, I suppose most of you have heard of BNI, but if you've not heard of BNI, it's the world's largest global organisation of its type in the world. There's thousands and thousands of chapters that meet every single week with a view of passing each other quality referrals. Just to give you an idea of numbers, about over 520,000 referrals are passed in the UK and Ireland alone, with over 520 million pounds worth of business. Just giving you a little bit of a plug there, but that is... That is what BNI is. So I think you say it well. Like when when people say, "Why well, have you got the BNI pin on?" So when anybody asks me what the pin is and the pin that I wear, so I've got the Hall of Fame pin now for the so your chapter. It's the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. chapter. It's the only one that's launched in the UK. So I've got a Hall of Fame. So I'm really proud of that that pin. And when anybody asks me what it is, I just say, "Look, it's a group of business owners that pass me work mm-hmm. every week," because that's basically what BNI is to me. There's lots more to it, but I think the main thing when you're talking to people and there'll be people listening to this that don't know anything about BNI. If I could say to them, they would generate X amount of business in the first year. And I could guarantee that they would sign up, but that is the, they would apply. Um, there's lots of other benefits of being a member of BNI, but people don't see those as mm. something that they really need to get involved with from day one. There's certain people that love the personal development side. So all the training that comes part and parcel with the membership there's a certain percentage of people that come through the door that love or they're investing a lot of um, time and money into it currently and it comes part and parcel with BNI. There's somebody they were speaking to this morning he loves the support. He kept talking about having a shoulder mm. to cry on and the support. Yeah, he's a really, really good member of a, of a chapter in Manchester. Um, and for him, the biggest thing about being a member, as, I mean, he gets lots and lots of business, but if you ask him why he's a member... He says he loves having that support of other local business owners mm. that have got the same issues that he's got within his business and he's got somebody to talk to and to lean on and ask for advice. Yeah. It can be quite lonely if you've got your own business, especially if you're employing people as well and they're not on the same level as you in terms of what you, your day-to-day role is within the business. You'll have a lot of headaches and there's lots of people I know within BNI that love the fact that they've got people there that they, they see regularly and they can pick the phone up to at any time just to, just to vent a little bit and get some advice. So would you say BNI... Beyond the referrals that what everyone always sees, and I think that's that's the one thing I'm trying to get across. When someone says what's BNI, I would, yeah, it is a group of business owners that meet every week and pass each other business. But more importantly, it's a group of business owners who now act as your sales team 
also acts as a support network. I mean, I don't know how many times, especially because we've got a few lawyers in our group, I've leaned on the lawyers to give me some advice, which would probably cost me, you know, 500 quid a letter A, 1,000 pound a letter A, some advice on the phone for an hour, you know, or I speak to the branding guy in the group and he's done a piece of artwork for me. So sometimes you're saving money elsewhere. And then, like you say, I've, for, for me, I became a, a president because I wanted to get better at public speaking. And it's, it forced me to be, be, a, be a better public speaker. What? Just give us a bit of background to your BNI story, because I think it's always an interesting. So story. my my story, I had attended, and I've attended three or four different meetings um, over maybe a three year period, from the first one to the, the final one. All of them were six six thirty in the morning. All of them were. Um, I say in the middle of nowhere, they, just, they weren't in a city centre. And generally, with my business at the time, which was just office supplies, um, the groups were relatively small and generally quite trade-heavy. Now, they were passing lots and lots and lots of business, so I was really impressed. But I couldn't see a fit for me. I couldn't see how I could add value to those rooms because my contacts weren't the people that would be good contacts for, for them. And I thought vice versa, rightly or wrongly. And it was in the September of... Where are we now? 2015. I was invited by one of my clients to an event. He said, we're looking for a reliable office supplies company to pass regular work to, which obviously a line I say countless times every single day now. Um, and I said, sounds great. What, what do I need to do? He said, we're having a meeting on uh, Wednesday morning. Would you like to come along? I can introduce you to everybody. So I immediately thought, is it one of those B&I meetings? He said, do you know what, David? It is a B&I meeting. But it's, it's slightly different. It's a core group, so it's not yet launched. And you'd be doing me a massive favor because we're all trying to bring lots of people to the chapter to add value to each other. And it would help me to secure my seat if I invited somebody along that was good at what they do. So I said, listen, Alex, if it, if it helps you out, I will come along to the meeting. So I went along to the meeting without any idea at all. I thought it was just helping my client out and it would probably help my retention with him that I'd done him a favor. I walked into this event. It was at the Inside Hotel in Manchester, there were 72 people at the event. So immediately as I've walked into this room, I was blown away. There was an open networking um, scenario for about half an hour. Um, I saw a couple of people I'd not seen for years that I knew already. And throughout the course of the meeting, I was sat next to um, one of the partners of Kite Solicitors, for wow. name, the name. Um, now, they'd been one of my top five targets that I've been trying to win for a number of years. Never been able to get through the door. I'd always, I'd spoken to the lady a couple of times, but never, never got anywhere with her. And I was sat next to David for the whole meeting, we had a chat about, about football, as a big Everton fan. Um, and I remember at the end of the meeting, I was blown away, I thought it was amazing. And I went back to the office when I was working for somebody else at the time, and I told him about this event, and he said, sounds brilliant, you know, if you keep going back, it's a matter of time before you win that account. So quite selfishly, I went back thinking, I can win that account if I keep going back and keep going back. Now, what actually happened is over a period of time, I started to get to really know and like lots of people there. So I was enjoying going back to the meetings and I was finding that I was actually a really good source of referrals for a lot of people in the room, which gave me a real buzz. And I started to generate bits of business. Even to this day, I've never done any business with David. David's the president of another chapter. Um, but that was the reason that, that I went along and went back to the meetings and yeah, I, will, I stuck at it. And you will give his business to the print guy in his chapter, won't he? Because yeah. that's, that's the way B&I works. Yeah. Um, just for, again for anyone else who's, who's listening who's not uh, part of BNI um, BNI runs a one seat per industry policy so 
Um, if you are a accountant, for example, and you come along to a group and there's another accountant in the group, you'd be locked out. However, if you went to a new group, which accountant seats don't tend to come up very, very often. Um, so if you're lucky enough to have a, a, a be a member of a core group, then and the seats available, I'd snap it up because um, they definitely get snapped up pretty quick. And once that accountant's in there, in it, it locks out all the other accountants for that seat. Yeah. On um, that on that note, something that I I don't know if I specialise in it, but something that I definitely get involved with for our region is dealing with anybody that is locked out and really wants to use B and I to generate more business. Mm-hmm. If you're from any of the key seats that are filled in every single chapter, you will struggle to find a chapter or find a home. Yeah. If you're an IFA accountant, yeah. electrical contractor, yeah. Web developer, family lawyer, printer, yeah. you name it. There's, yeah. there's probably 20 or 30 that are, I don't know, I wouldn't know the figures. I could probably pull them up from somewhere, but I'd say maybe 80% of groups have all of these seats filled. Yeah. Um, something that, I mean, we met that way, to be fair. You yeah, came to Graphene, you were locked out, and I worked with you to use your network to, to start a new group. Yeah. So uh, anybody listening to this that is locked out or they've attended meetings and they just think, it's impossible for me to get involved, there is a way to get involved, and if you get in touch... Um, I can definitely help you out. It might be worth describing what's the difference between an established group and a core group. So an established group is a group that meet every week and they run a 90-minute, 20-point agenda meeting that is run across the world within BNI. Whereas a core group, we run information meetings weekly uh, where we have a core of uh, members that are locked out of other chapters that want to generate more business by referral and we help them to use their existing network to um, fill the other important seats around them that can pass them lots and lots of work. Uh, and then when we get to the point where we launch, they start running in the, the formal 20-point agenda meetings that I say as a run across the world. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I, as, a, as a, a member, obviously I'm president now, but as a member I would always prefer to join a core group because you can build those relationships quicker, can't you? There are massive benefits in being involved in a, in a core. And I was in a core when I first joined BNI. If I was going back into BNI and I'd come out of it for for every, I can't see that happening. But if that happened, I would go straight into a core because you build the relationships so much faster. I see your group beyond now and see the relationships that everybody's got in there and how much everybody pulls together to help each other. That's yeah. fantastic because you've you've all worked to achieve that goal. You've been a Hall of Fame chapter, which is amazing, and you, the rapport you've built as a group is amazing from that. Um, I see other groups that have been going for a long time. It's not they don't quite have that same feel. No. Um, there's lots and lots of good people and lots and lots of relationships and people get on very, very well. But if you were coming into one of those environments, it'd be a lot more difficult to build relationships as quickly mm. because more often than not, especially if it's a, a very popular seat, there'll be a, an incumbent that's just left the seat and it'll take you a period of time to build that know, like, and trust up with that person in the chapter that could pass you work. Mm. So the person that's leaving, BNI, for whatever reason, a lot of the time, they'll still be picking up work for a good period of time after yeah, because exactly. of the strength of the relationships that they'd built in the time that they'd been in there. Yeah. So I, I would recommend anybody to get involved in a core. And even if I've got somebody that I'm dealing with that is interested in a core and the seat is free within my chapter, I always push the benefits of a of a core. Mm. I think that's that's the, the right thing to do. Now there's, there's pro, there's, I think there's pros and cons to both of them, which, again, there's be another be another episode that we cover further down the line, like core versus current group would be a good would be a good subject to to cover because i think there's lots of pros and cons to both i think on that one interesting interesting um what would you say are there sort of downsides i mean there's not i don't think really there's not many downsides to bni but i think 
what do you think people's connotations are of BNO? Other than the, other than the, it's always like at, at six o'clock in the morning and, and yeah. in the middle of nowhere. So I, I deal with objection handling for businesses. So in the sales training stuff that we do, we deal a lot with objection handling. The biggest number one objection that we get from any of the core groups or any orientation that you'll see anywhere is somebody saying they cannot commit the time to attend a weekly meeting. Yeah. That is the number one thing that everybody says. Fact. It's so important. Attendance is so important. Yep. Yeah. So from my point of view, the only way that I have thought to quantify this, and I've not been nobody's told me that I'm wrong so far, so I'm gonna stick with it. Mm-hmm. If your biggest client, whoever your biggest client was right now, asked to see you on whatever the day was you meeting, this core group we're doing is a Tuesday morning, for example. So if your biggest client asked to see you on a Tuesday morning at ten o'clock, would you be able to make that appointment? Now, if the answer is yes, B and I will work for you and you can commit the time because B and I will become your biggest client. Mm. Fact, the amount of business that the 30, 40, 50, 80, sales force, 100 sales force. Exactly. The amount of business they will generate for you as a collective will dwarf any single account that you have. I guarantee it. If for whatever reason you couldn't attend that weekly meeting with your biggest client because you have childcare issues on those days or you are lucky enough to be traveling the world or you have offices here, there and everywhere and you're literally not in the area and you cannot attend, I would say do not get involved with BNI because BNI will not work for you mm. as much as it will for anybody else. What's frustrating, I suppose, is the people that may go around and say BNI doesn't work. When I ask them which chapter they're a member of, they very, very, very rarely have ever been a member of a chapter. I'll say, well, what do you mean it didn't work? They say, I attended a couple of meetings and I never got anything from it. Now, I would probably say I'm glad that that's the case yeah, because if people could just turn up to meetings where there were people there that have been there months and years, growing relationships to develop strategic partnerships to develop business, and somebody could just walk in and pick business up straight away, B and I would just fall down yeah, around the world right. because yeah. we don't we don't need the structure. You yeah. don't need the accountability. So I'm glad that those people don't pick up work. Mm. Um but it, the, the accountability and the the um the meeting every single week is is crucial. Because again for everyone who potentially doesn't know what BNI is, the, the, the philosophy of BNI is give us gain. So if I give you business, you'll want to give me business in return. So in essence, if there is visitors coming to the group, as a general rule, visitors don't tend to get any business from the group because they want to keep the the relationships within the chapter. Um, it frustrates me sometimes when I have to pass cross-chapter, but I will always pass cross-chapter rather than go to a supplier outside. I'll always try and find someone within BNI to pass business to, knowing that it will be reciprocated back. So just to tie up, um, because we're nearly at the end of the episode, um, a couple of reasons why people should continue listening to this podcast, Dave, what would you say for the future episodes? I've heard one of the future ones is going to be you singing, so I think that would be a, that's a good one to look out for. don't want to listen to for that. Lady in red. Um, I would say... If you are genuinely interested in generating more business for for you or your company or the company that you represent, I'd say BNI will will accelerate that more than anything else possibly can if you use the structure that BNI gives you. Mm-hmm. Well, and this podcast will give you an insight in how the things work and how it works. Gives yep. you all the objections that potentially will come up. It will, if you were a BNI member, to be honest, so if you're a BNI member or a non-BNI member, this podcast will help you. We are going to tackle all sorts of um, subjects on this. We're going to get 
BNI members, BNI presidents, hopefully getting some of the other, um, maybe even get Andy, our uh, RED on, yeah. our executive director. We might even come on and make an appearance because what we want to do is dispel the myths about BNI and also get, do you know what? More importantly for me, I want you to listen just to understand how BNI does change people's lives. It does change the communities around them and how much um, it can help you as well. So tune into future episodes. Um, thank Big thanks to me and Dave for listening to the first episode and look forward to uh, speaking to you further down the line. Thanks.